So from where I sit, uh, God made all the races of people. I don't even like the phrase race. I think it's completely conjured and used to divide. And from where I sit, then, uh, interbreeding, right? Interracial uh, child rearing or child creation. Well, that's part of God's plan, too. So that aspect of what people call replacement theory, well, being bred out of existence, yeah, I can see the racism in that. I think you can too. Um, but as always done in the disgusting, snake-like, um, awful world of politics and, and, and the party's media, they're conflating two things and it's causing alarm in easily alarmed people like Hoopy Goldberg. People talk code and say, oh, well, you know, voters. and but That's not what you mean. If that's what you meant, people would say, hey, Let's talk about the voting laws, but they don't. Yeah, we never talk voting laws. Factually, every single vote of an illegal immigrant of whatever race, factually, that cancels or you might say replaces the votes of legal citizens. But but we don't have any proof that's going on. Well, except we do. That's it. That's what that's what this is about. That's why we're jumping up and down and screaming. My friends on the video who are commenting about this. That's why we're so upset because our constituents are are, are are frightened that we are losing our country. We're losing our security or losing our sovereignty because we're going to allow people from 160 different countries around the world to come in here and decide our elections. That's it. Here it is on record. You all heard. Yeah. And you all watched. If you saw the video, Jerry Nadler getting schooled. Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Oh, it is. I didn't think I'd be this excited to go back to Babylon. I really am. Uh, My heart is full. I'm seeing all the signups we have for the um, events. Will God rescue America? My heart is full because my pastor, one of my pastors, Craig, um, his sermon just helped put the cap on this for me. I think God just spoke to me through that. Um, I have no idea because I know we were near sellouts. I know we're giving tickets. Uh, we are our partners, uh, like our friends at American Financing, at AmericanFinancing.net, stepped to the table and purchased some tickets for us to give away for folks who... Uh, couldn't budget the 20 bucks and I get times are tough to come on their own. So I don't know if there's tickets still left at the Todd slash events, but it's worth checking. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic night. It's crazy. As I said that it just went to three sixteen. We were going to talk about John three sixteen later, a whole new aspect to that um, that came to me as, as I was reading and studying this morning. Yeah. The racism stuff connected to replacement theory. I, I think it's racism to say, I don't want to see the races breeding together. I I think that's frankly disgusting. And and interracial marriage, I I think people, I I, I was going to say I can understand people who are against that. I I truly can't. I don't get it. Uh, I think there is a great big difference between culture and race. 
And race is this veneer. It is this, it's the color, it's the structure. It's, it can be expanded or contracted. Uh, it is the least important factor of us as I see it, our backgrounds, our history, uh, our heritage, our habits, um, our philosophies, our faiths, how we put all those things into action, in interaction, how we raise families, um, how we communicate our art, uh, our math, all these things add up to me to be far more important than skin color. So the party chooses skin color. They choose skin color because they are building lizards. They're building lizard brain people. And it works. Uh, the party wants people who are unable to apply God-given skepticism to things. As the Apostle Paul said, come and let us reason. The party does not want that. Uh, the party cannot exist with that. The party has to have people in lizard brain mode fight or flight. That's why the, the constant states of emergency. People will do just about anything for safety when they perceive their lives to be at risk. So they push people into this position of lizard brains. And part of this is taking this, the, the color of the skin because it's so easily identifiable as a division tactic. And they push it and they prod it and they shove it down people's throats. If you see a white person, that's an oppressor, unless that white person is a man who pretends to be a woman or a man who is same-sex attracted or a woman who's same-sex attracted or they're an ally. If not, then they are an oppressor. Their skin color tells the tale. And when, as has happened in Buffalo with the guy who used a weapon, a, a firearm to kill people, or in... Wisconsin, a guy used another sort of weapon, a car or an SUV uh, to kill people. It's not a difference from what, what the party wants. It's, it's an extreme. And I contend that there are members of the party who want exactly what they're getting. This is exactly what they want to see. Because we're watching, as I see it, a managed dismantling of the country a managed implosion of our economy because they need to get out ahead of and out from under the grift and what they have done to our, our economy and our monies and our treasury. So they'll take the color of skin and say, there's your virtue. There's your, there's your worth. And it allows them to take something that is just as simple as the day is long. And that is for every single illegal vote in this country, you have one less legal vote that counts. So let's wind it away from the voting thing because th 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 this, I, I purposely named and, and purposely played new word games with this about replacement theory. Because replacement theory is, oh, we're being bred out of existence and, and white people are being, we're being bred out of the, out of the blood chain and our DNA is being altered and shut up. It's, to me, shut up. People decide, a man and a woman decide to marry. Marriage is between one man and one woman. If that one man has lighter skin than that one woman, shut up. It's not your business. And furthermore, God made all the races. 
But when you're talking about the replacement of the country's laws, when you're talking about the replacement of the country's governing philosophies, when you are talking about the replacement of who gets to draw from the public treasury, that's a different form of replacement. Or rather, in, in a better way to say it, in fact, would be displacement. It's displacement theory. Okay? So let's rename it. Displacement theory. It's a simple way to look at this, but imagine this. You are in your home, and there's someone who legally comes in, and they constantly eat your food. Well, what are you against? Is it you're a racist with replacement theory? Well, no, they're eating my food, and I need it for my family. Yeah, but... What, you afraid your family's being replaced? No, I'm afraid that the food that I buy for my family, I can't afford to buy for another person. All right, so it's replacement theory. No, it's not. It's displacement theory. They're displacing the, the, the food that I put out for my family. They're displacing that. It's, it's, it's stealing. Well, so is what's going on with the open borders. And we, we've talked about this in the Seattle radio show a lot. This is the nationalization of, of local elections. Every election has to be now nationalized. Like this, this thing I talked about, um, I, I talked about last hour, this thing with Jim Bruner, the former reporter for the Seattle times, who's now a writer for the times. Um, they decided to have the times medal in the Idaho elections, the Seattle times meddling in the Washington state elections. Why? Because they want to nationalize it. They want to at least regionalize it because they're afraid that Brad Little, a professional Republican, shiny shoes, not going to get reelected. So they put out to people like, you know, Bruner, come and, come and disrupt our elections. Or, the, the, you know, Virginia, even the school board elections have been nationalized. Well, that goes the other way too. Local elections affect national issues. If you doubt this, take a take a walk through downtown Seattle, at, at, through Gastown at midnight. But, you know, be armed and well-trained in defensive shooting and, and, and tactical defense. How does that affect national elections? Well, because it creates a voting block for legalizing all drugs, all cartels. It creates an entry point and a staying point for cartels. They have a home in the separate country of Washington state. Mexican, Chinese, Russian, Honduran cartels have a home under dictator Inslee. They have a home under dictator Newsom. They have a home under dictator Brown. Kate Brown in Oregon, they have a home. That's a national issue. People who sneak into the country and, and immediately get resources from taxpayers have a home in those places. People who steal, who, who sneak their way into our common home, the country is our common home, they come in and steal or displace our resources. Right? We, the people who pay taxes into this and have a legal immigration system, I think that we have done too much immigration, but I don't think it should stop. I think that we should get back to, yeah, we're not going to just take everybody. 
right? We can't. You destroy the lifeboat. As we treat the least of these, so we treat ourselves. Well, how about rebuilding their countries with, with private aid, with philanthropy, as we do? So local elections affect national policy, national budgets. They create voting blocks to change the country. And this became very, very clear in a conversation in Congress that happened. <laughs> By the way, we're going to mention later CrowdSource, one of the mobbed up tech entities that work with Hillary Clinton. <laughs> the um, I, I, I'm distracting myself, but this bugs me so much. The, the truth minister, she did a presentation with one of the bosses of CrowdBoss. This happened on the same day that Hillary Clinton and and John Durham has said that the Clinton lawyers used the FBI to create a, a fake surprise against Trump, right? Displacement. They displaced the truth about Trump with this faked up thing about Trump that local elections led to the block of voters for Hillary Clinton. And now they want to nationalize this. By getting these local elections, municipal elections, to let illegal immigrants vote in this, in them. So let me start by framing this back to the lizard brain thing. I am not calling Whoopi Goldberg a lizard. I am saying that she's lizard brained. There is a difference. She's a human being. She deserves to be loved as a human being. We're called to love even our enemies. And I do think that Whoopi Goldberg is an enemy. We're also called to just call truth what it is. This is a woman traumatized, utterly traumatized into believing that Republicans have no interest in talking about voting rights. This is lizard brain stuff. People talk code and say, oh, well, you know, voters and black. that's not what you mean. If that's what you meant, people would say, hey, let's talk about the voting laws, but they don't. Okay, so she's saying that we don't talk about the voting laws. I'm saying it's not replacement theory, it's displacement theory. You're displacing the votes of legal American citizens with illegal immigrants. That's a serious bit of displacement. Jerry Nadler is in this conversation and Nadler is one of the worst of all of the Beltway animals. And thank goodness we've got Republicans like Representative Mike Johnson, uh, Louisiana, who at least will speak truth this way. Mike Johnson speaking back uh, to Jerry Nadler in this clip. Well, no, no, this is a recent action. It was no, just passed in December. No, that, that, that is not correct. Uh, Non-citizens... Uh, have not been eligible to vote in New York or, for, as far as I know, in any other state uh, since the 19th century. That's not true. The New York City Council voted in December to allow this. It begins January 9, 2023. Cities in Vermont and Maryland already allow this, and similar measures are under consideration in Illinois, Maine, and, and uh, Massachusetts right now. Mr. Gentleman, will you? Yes. Uh, I believe those are um, considerations of allowing votes in municipal elections only. Right, but but th th thank you, that's the point. <laughs> Everybody wants to know at home, why would they allow this? Guys, they're allowing it because they're gonna turn them into voters. They already are doing this in New York City, largest city in America, and this is the plan of our friends on this side to turn all the illegals into voters. That's it, folks. 
That's what's going on. That's the game. That's why the border's open. That's why they've dropped it. Look, I, I respect Ms. Lofgren and all her work in this arena. Yes, I'll, I'll yield, Mr. Chairman. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. As a New Yorker, I would love to think that New York is the entire country, but it is not. <laughs> it is not. And consideration is being given to uh, uh, permitting uh, non-citizens to vote in New York and I believe in, uh, in uh, the capital city of Vermont. I forget which that is. Uh, but it, as, as much as I'd like to believe it, New York and Vermont are not the entire country. But, Mr. Chairman, that's the whole point. This is what's going on, folks, at home. If you're trying to figure this out, if you're scratching your heads, you're seeing the video, you see droves of people, 2.4 million people coming over the border illegally, the president allowing, the Democrats in charge of Congress are allowing it, the deal is they're going to turn them into voters. You just heard it. They don't have any problem with that. They celebrate it. Here's the deal. We have a problem with it. The Constitution has a problem with it. American elections should be decided by American citizens. That's it. That's what, that's what this is about. That's why we're jumping up and down and screaming, my friends on the video who are commenting about this. That's why we're so upset, because our constituents are, 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 are frightened that we are losing our country. We're losing our security. We're losing our sovereignty, because we're going to allow people from 160 different countries around the world to come in here and decide our elections. That's it. Here it is on record. You all heard we did all hear it. So let's bubble this up. The separate country of Seattle elects a, an open communist and a woman who openly hates the United States of America named Sham Swan. They then uh, elect other people who are either openly socialist or quite clearly socialist and very, very clearly hate the United States of America. They say things like um, all cops are B words. They say things like um, all white people need to go to re-education camps. Um, they say things like, I don't know why people have a problem with looting. Looting is a reasonable way to deal with your aggrievement. Um, they say things like it's the summer of love when, a, when two terrorist groups use weapons to seize control over six blocks of a city. And, and hold it for several weeks where there are two murders, uh, a rape, and then later on the brutal murder of a woman by hammering nails into her head. Um, th this all happens as, as these positions blossom in this communist city. So the, the, what the party's doing with Biden as the figurehead of this and Mitch McConnell doing absolutely nothing to stop it and Kevin McCarthy doing absolutely nothing to stop it is they are in fact placing people in cities around the country who are likely to vote for communist regimes because it's what they know. And it's this, it, they came here to get economic help. They want that immediately. And I assume that a whole bunch of them would work if they're given the opportunity to work. I think the, a, large, a large part of them are Hispanic because of the location of the border geopolitically or, or geographically. It's, a lot of them are Hispanic. My experience with the Hispanic community is pretty strong work ethic. But people who have fled and come into this country specifically to get because they've been told you will get. And when the party knows they're here and the party wants them to get and the party wants them addicted to aid and the party wants them subservient. Well, why not get them addicted to government largesse? Why not say we give this to everybody and that's what they're doing. But then the secret them around the country 
as Biden has been caught doing, not him because he doesn't know what's going on, but the people who run Biden are doing the same thing that Obama did because, of course, Obama is probably running things. They're secreting people around the country on private planes, and they're not telling anybody in the local municipalities that they're doing this. And so city by city, they're creating the next city that's ready to hire the next Shama Sawant in the local elections. And forgive you, I forgive you, don't know who she is. Why would you if you're not from Seattle? They let them vote in these elections. All of a sudden, you have a repeat of what Seattle and San Francisco have become and Austin is becoming at the municipal level. Now, once you get that base of power within these cities, you can then raise funds for your political organizations on a statewide basis. Shama Sawant did just this. She's a very scheming and, and, and darkly smart woman and a scam artist. And she and her husband scam money off of donors all day long. They never register as a political organization, but they fly themselves around. But $15 per a minimum wage that came out of these cities. The um, no cop is a good cop thing came out of these cities. All cops are racist came out of these cities. Antifa practice was, was not born, but practiced their craft in Seattle for a years before they started going out and getting people murdered and murdering people. That happened in these cities that have practiced this policy. So you then take that and now you see people like Ilan Omar, people like uh, Pramila PayPal, um, also from the separate country of Washington state, they've taken this base they've built on these local elections and then they nationalize it. So it, it bubbles up. So yes, it matters that illegals are being allowed to vote in elections. Yes, it does. It's displacing the votes of legal citizens. That's displacement theory. Now, certainly I would... I would be perfectly fine with this if it was Russian communists or Chinese communists because they're not they're not Hispanic. But this goes back to why they use skin color. No, Herman, you're against black and brown people. Well, what about tan people? Them too. Yellow? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. They don't care about the origins. They don't care about the, the culture. It's the same thing of why masks was such a brilliant, brilliant thing. Whether these these insane people actually thought they worked, I know Fauci knows they don't. I know the CDC knows they don't. I know it. They know it. They've admitted it. But for the people who want to divide the country, well, wow, masks are awesome because it's a proxy for skin color. Man, I get to spend some time with you uh, in in Bothell, in little um, little Babylon. I also get to hear from my friend Zach Abraham, and, and I haven't seen Zach. Gosh, I haven't seen Zach in person in oh my goodness, it's almost two years. I mean, we see each other every week because he's on the radio show. Or, pff, I'm such an old radio guy. He's on the podcast every week, uh, so I see him every week. But I, I haven't I haven't been in a room with he and his wife. Bulwark Capital Management, um, they're bringing a bunch of clients to this event. Bulwark Capital Management bought some tickets and they're bringing clients to this event. Zach's wife is going to be there. She's the chief operating officer of Bulwark Capital Management. I just have great admiration for a firm who knows exactly who they are. And Zach does know exactly who the firm is. He and his wife together, they organize around risk management. Why? Because they work with people nearing retirement. 
or they work with people planning for retirement. At that point, it is their belief risk management has to be at the center, and so it is. They spread their plays in investing like nobody I've ever heard. And they're very open about what they do. Very, very transparent about how what they do, what they do. If you doubt that, listen to Zach's radio show at knowyourriskradio.com. It is really a fantastic radio show. I remember when Zach began, he's grown quite a lot as a radio host. He's a great one now. You listen to his program, he will tell you the positions they're taking. He'll tell you how they're doing it, their theories. He interviews financial experts who actually tell the truth. He mentions that the system is rigged, and it is. And it is the rigging of the system, the 0% interest rates, the, the, the artificial sugar highs of the economy, the mobbed up black rocks and, and, and them conjuring monies and digits that informs Zach's really zealous belief that the 60-40 stock bond mix we were all taught was the way to go just simply doesn't work anymore. So if all this aligns with your view of the world, then make a decision to get with a financial manager who sees the world that way and is also incredibly successful at what they do. Call Bulwark Capital Management at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. So going back to the traumatized, going back to people who have to believe that this is all about the tone of one's skin, the melanin level, because this is how the party has divine division. This is how they've defined identity. If you, if you look through any and all identities merchandised by the party, they are all thin. They are all brittle. They are all fake. Not, 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 I mean, there are people whose skin is darker than mine, and some people prefer to think of their skin as black. But they're far more than this. There's so much more that God Almighty knew every hair on their head before they were created. That he took great care to create in us one in four trillion unique characteristics. I mean, yes, we have a lot of commonality in our DNA, but we have also characteristics about us that if you put them in the mix, talent level at music versus athletics, interest level, attention level, height, weight, uh, and um, it's singing ability, running ability, drawing ability. You can, and you put that and you package it out. You have one in four trillion personalities that are built on depth and nuance and nope, the party just wants skin, melanin. And that yields people like Stephen Colbert. And man, he, he is so funny. Just so funny. I just, whenever I hear Stephen Colbert, <sighs> I just laugh and laugh. So where does anyone get an idea that monstrous? Well, it used to be only from the farthest right-wing fringe organizations, your Stormfronts, your neo-Nazis. But these days, you can see it every night on TV, thanks to Fox News host and deer caught masturbating in the headlights, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> 
According to the New York Times, replacement theory is a central theme on Tucker's show. Their investigation found that his producer sometimes scoured his show's raw material from the same dark corners of the internet that the Buffalo suspect did. Can we stop that for a second and go back to the beginning? Did you catch that? I know you caught that, right? <laughs> this is a race-obsessed, traumatized, multi, 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 multi-millionaire who is so funny. Stephen Colbert. This is basically Stephen Colbert footnoting Stephen Colbert. So where does anyone get an idea that monstrous? Well, it used to be only from the farthest right-wing fringe organizations, your stormfronts, your neo-Nazis. But these days, you can see it every night on TV, thanks to Fox News host and deer-caught masturbating in the headlights, <laughs> Tucker Carlson. Um, question. How is replacement theory worse than whiteness? How is it? Replacement theory. Oh, white people are being bred out of existence by the mud peoples. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Whiteness is a disease. And the only, the, the only way to cure a disease like whiteness is, well, I mean, come on. The problem with white people is they're white. Well, how do you fix white? Well, you just make sure that they don't hold positions of power. You just ouch them from society. You just force them to get into struggle sessions and admit that they're racist, even if they've never had a racist thought. You create a theory like white fragility, which means if you say you're not racist, then you're super duper racist. And if it makes you uncomfortable to admit you're racist because you're not racist, well, then you suffer from acute white, um, uh, uh, not white privilege, uh, uh, yeah, acute whiteness. But there's no blackness. So how is it exactly, someone tell me, how replacement theory is more odious than the theory of whiteness, which doesn't exist, and yet is used to peddle hatred of white people? The same people who defend critical race theory are pretending, or in this case of the traumatized multi-multi-multi-millionaire Stephen Colbert, who is so funny, actually appears to be traumatized by the existence of replacement theory. According to the New York Times, replacement theory is a central... According to the New York Times, that said in their newsroom... The Russia thing didn't work. We built our newsroom around Russia. Pivot to race. That paid a woman to fictionalize history in the 1619 Project to outright pretend that this country was founded to have a home for slavery. That was it. it was, that was the whole reason it was founded. No other reason. According to the New York Times... Tucker Carlson theme on Tucker's show. Their investigation found that his producer sometimes scoured his show's raw material from the same dark corners of the internet. Their investigation. And how does he define dark corners? The same, well, uh, what, Alex Berenson? The Daily Caller? <laughs> a, a, an audio of a, 
of a congressional hearing? Well, no, this is a recent action. It was no, just passed in no, December. No, that, that, that is not correct. Is that the dark corners? That the Buffalo suspect did. Now, that doesn't mean Tucker's responsible for what happened, but I would hope it would give anyone pause to find out that their browser history matches that of a mass murderer. Yes, yes, because if you ever looked at anything that someone who committed mass murder did, then you're like them, says a guy who defends the theories of Mao Zedong. Critical theory, which was used in the Cultural Revolution in China, says Stephen Colbert, who is so funny. If I found out that Jeffrey Dahmer was really into the Lord of the Rings, I might switch over to the Narnia stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go visit Lion Jesus. <laughs> Lion Jesus, dare you to make a joke about Muhammad, son. <laughs> now, although it sounds crazy, I, and I can't believe I'm saying this, recent polls show that 50% of Republicans agree with this garbage. Do you hear the way he phrases that? Agree with what garbage? Agree that the votes of illegal immigrants displace the votes of legal citizens? They do. Agree that the open borders is a purposeful move to destroy the country? It is. That is putting an economic strain on this country? That's a fact. That the people who run Joe Biden are secretly shipping illegal immigrants around the country? They are. That many of the people who are coming in are repeat felons who've been kicked out before? That's all true. What, what is the garbage part? The, the, the part I've already said is garbage? No interracial breeding? Marriage? Oh, I cede that ground to you, Steve. But you won't Steve the, cede the ground that whiteness and white privilege is just as odious as any of this. And not just because it's being mainstreamed by Fox News, but because it's being mainstreamed by high-ranking Republican officials like GOP conference chair and judge making a toddler cry at the talent show. Oh, that's so funny. Elise Stefanik, wow. in a series of Facebook ads just last year, Stefanik's campaign claimed that radical Democrats' plan to grant amnesty to 11 million illegal immigrants will overthrow our current electorate and create a permanent liberal majority in Washington. Oh. They are. They will. Nadler admitted it. Oh, and you know what those liberals will do with their powerful permanent majority? Beg Joe Manchin for paid family leave, then he doesn't vote for it, say, oh, Okay, then, is there something else we could do for you? What if we fed coal directly to dolphins? Oh, man. He is so... <gasps> oh, funny. I got my new shipment of Alan's soaps. I did sign up for the subscription plan. The, the the success of Allen's Soaps at allensoaps.com is a model that people are going to be able to follow. You, when you purchase soap from them, you get an excellent product. You get, when you use the Herminator sub, this is a subscription plan for Allen Soaps, you get 10% off lifetime. You also get your choice of six bars of soap, a soap rack, soap pouch, and a fluff. That's all 10% savings. You go to allensoaps, A-L-A-N-S soaps.com slash Todd. allensoaps.com slash Todd. 
So you get all that, but here's what else you are building. You're building the ability of John, who runs Allen Soaps, named after one of his sons, Allen. Allen works there. He's 11 going on 12. He is deeply, deeply impacted by autism to the degree that Alan is nonverbal, but he is not invaluable. He is very valuable. He is irreplaceable. He is beautiful. He is strong and he loves his soap company and he works there every single day. He's helped build the soap since my favorite is Alan's creation, Cedarwood Jasmine. Lavender Rosemary is another one of us. You'll find the ones you like. These are all small batch, all 100% natural ingredients because Alan's body can't stand anything that's not natural. It's just one of the side effects of some of his other medical conditions. But here's what his dad, John, is doing. John is building a work case to go back to corporate America from hence John Kane to say, yes, in fact, you can hire people like my son. No, in fact, not everything needs to be robotic. Yes, there are talents that people, young people like my son have that robots don't. Robots don't tell you the story of Lavender Rosemary and why it reminds Alan so much of his grandma. Or why Watermelon Basil reminds him so much of Weekends at Home. Why these are the scents of Alan Soaps. He has a soul so you are helping to build a use case for life that all lives matter. Go get the Herminator sub 10% off lifetime subscription to the soap company that values life. It's allensoaps.com slash Todd. That's allensoaps.com slash Todd. So there are people who are adding to all of this. There's, I was going to play Larry O'Donnell, but man, I'm fatigued by the MSNBC and the, and the traumatized talking heads. Uh, they fatigue me. Uh, instead, let me point this out. That the same trauma that is used to defend, and in fact, in the case of Stephen Colbert, who is hilarious, to promote critical race theory thinking, to make fun of white people, to merchandise the lie of whiteness and white privilege, all of which is racism, none of which to me is any less odious than, hey, don't have interracial marriage, which is part of replacement theory. What we're talking about here is displacement theory, displacement theory. That same trauma allows the placement of a woman into the White House spokesperson position who is demonstrably bereft of, of any knowledge. I mean, I, there has got to be some, something this woman's good at. And look, that sounds snarky. Let me tell you, I am being absolutely sincere. She's a human being like Alan's a human being. So there has got to be something that she's good at. Jean-Pierre or Corinne Jean-Pierre. There's got to be. I don't know what it is. I legitimately don't know. I can guess. She's good at managing up. I'm guessing. Uh, she's good at 
the human connect. I bet she's good at the human connect. I bet when you meet her in person, she's very charming. I'll bet that. I, I don't see it on TV. She's shrill and cold and, and appears unbelievably empty headed. But then again, she's reading from a script all the time. So I, I have no idea what her actual skill is, but I know she has some because we are all gifted by God with something. And not all of us are prophetic or, or, or preachers, etc., elders, but all of us have some form of gift from God. So she has something. I would be an utter rank, disgusting hypocrite to say otherwise. But when you listen to this, this woman has her job as a result of trauma. And the trauma is we have to have a black person do this, but not just a black person, a liberal black person, and not just a liberal black person, an extremist black person, and not just an extremist liberal black person, an extremist liberal black person who believes their blackness is the most important factor about them, unless you count their same sex attraction in this. Then there's same-sex attraction in this. Now, now you're adding up. Now we've got some skills. Black extreme um, has racist tendencies and and is same-sex attracted. Now, now, baby, now we're talking talent. Now we're talking just massive amounts of 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 of, of persuasive charm and intellect and intellectual firepower. The likes of which you've never ever seen such as she displays here when she just absolutely owns the conservatives by way of owning Peter Ducey. Uh, the president's Twitter account posted the other day, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Mm-hmm. How does raising taxes on corporations reduce inflation? Now, I know exactly what's going on here because I've spoken in public most of my life This is a woman whose mouth starts moving and I guarantee she is knowing that her mouth is saying nothing. She's trying to find the the pivot point where she starts to make sense. She is, as this is going on, paging through her binder. She's aware that her mouth is saying things and she's trying to do her best to make it appear that this is what she intends to say or that somehow this all makes sense or is in any way an answer to Ducey's question. Um, So... Are you talking about a specific tweet? He tweeted, you want to bring up time buying binder, binder, binder. I got binders full of women. Sorry, binders full of lies. Down inflation. Let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Look, you know, we have talked about um, we have talked about this this past year uh, about um, making sure that the wealthiest among us are paying their fair share. Um, and that is important to do. And uh, that is something that, uh, you know, the president has been you know, working on uh, every day when we talk about inflation and lowering costs. And so it's very important uh, that, uh, you know, as we're seeing costs rise, uh, as we're talking about how to, you know, uh, you know, build a, a, a America that's safe, that's equal for everyone and doesn't leave everyone behind. That is an important part of that as well. But how does raising taxes on corporations lower? the cost of gas, the cost of a used car, the cost of food for everyday Americans. Now, this is so hilarious because at this point, she's found her place in the binder. And what is so remarkable about this is this woman who is the press secretary because she is black, 
black liberal, black liberal extreme, black liberal extreme with racist tendencies, black liberal extreme with racist tendencies. And on top of this, the very special fact that she is same sex attracted. That's why she has this job. What she's doing here is is remarkably stupid language. It is it is insipid. It is unrelated to Ducey's question, but it's all from the binder. This is what they have in the form of the answer to, to the question of how does raising prices stop the raising of prices? So look, I think we encourage those who have done very well, right? Especially those who care about climate change uh, to support a fair ta- tax code that doesn't change, that doesn't charge manufacturers, workers, cops, builders, a higher percentage of their earnings, that the most fortunate people in our nation and not let this, this that stand in the way of reducing energy costs and fighting this ex- existential problem, if you think about that as an example. It is trauma that leads to a person like that. And I promise, I promise, I promise I am not snarking. That woman has a talent somewhere. God gives everybody some form of talent. I just don't know what hers is. I legitimately don't know what hers is. I just know there has to be one because I believe the Bible to be a true thing. I believe that God cares for us. And so he does give all of us some form of talent. I just can't quite figure out what hers is. Can you? Later this week, um, I'm doing a show on Friday that I anticipate is going to anger a lot of people. A lot of, of good, long time listeners. So I'm giving everybody a heads up. If you want to skip the show, skip the show. But I'm doing a program on Friday that is related to a conversation I had with a dear loved one inspired by this conversation. And the conversation is about how I think we can um, get to the goal of no abortions. By, by, in fact, listening to people tell us why they find abortions so very important and okay. Um, this is going to be our two Friday. It's called Blessed Be the Peacemakers, God Forgive Me. Now, the reason that I said God forgive me is because for all we've talked about today, all this frustration, and guys, I could fire off, I could sit here for six hours and critique people like Stephen Colbert, and I could let myself get full of complete unbelievable righteous, what I think to be righteous anger. Uh, And I could do that for three hours a day. Well, I've done it for a decade. Blessed be the peacekeepers. So Friday, this is one of those shows, what I am just giving you a heads up that I'm very, very nervous about because I think it's going to anger a lot of people. And I'm going to give everybody a heads up. None of this show has anything to do with me saying abortion is okay. None of it. Because I don't believe it is. But what it has added is how would Christ go about persuasion? He was very, very clear. Thou shalt not murder. He, he, took the set, he took the Ten Commandments and added to it. Well, because he's God's son and God himself, he gets to do that. But I, I, I point to this because of a couple of emails that I got from people. Hi, Mr. Todd. David here, Texas Oil Guard. 
I was a goat dairy owner in separate country of Washington state. My wife and I are now information junkies. So we run our dairy as we did massive research on goats, goat milk and goat meat. What we found was that goat milk is very easy for the human body to use. If a lot of the moms and dads are using this formula, can't find it, it should they should check into raw goat milk that is naturally homogenized. Make sure they check with their doctors. This is the part that relates to this topic. And on your last podcast, you said it might be okay for a rape victim to have an abortion. That would be saying God made a mistake because all life comes from him. Love the show. Keep it up. David, a Jesus nader. Um, man, I appreciate that note, David. I do. And in fact, you inspired part of this thing on Friday I'm doing. And look, it's just another podcast hour, but I'm making a special mention of it here because I want people to have the opportunity to opt out of it. Because I just think it's going to anger a lot of people. I hope you don't opt out. But, but David, brother, I didn't say that. With all love in the world for you, my friend, I did not say that it might be okay for a rape victim, a rape victim to have an abortion. I didn't say that. What I said, my dear friend, and I do think we're friends after all this time, and I recognize your name and your nickname. I said, I am not wise enough in the circumstance of a woman who has had her bodily sovereignty stolen by a man who has been um, raped, brutal crime, the insertion of a man's body part into your body. It's, 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 it's the removal of one's humanity in a way. I am not wise enough to say, I know exactly what God wants you to do. I know what scripture says. Thou shalt not murder. I know that part. I also know what scripture says about how we are to treat one another and women and how we're to treat people uh, less strong than us. I also know that. So what I said in that is to me, I want that to be between a woman and God. And this goes to the point of this segment or this, this podcast on Friday. We've done a truly horrible job as a Christian community of communicating to women who have had abortions or who are thinking of having them. If we want abortion to end, we need to do a fundamentally better job of breaking through Google's blockade against pregnancy centers because Google does blockade pregnancy centers. We in the church community need to be promoting every single pregnancy center in our communities. And that's because the, the louder this society yells and concentrates, and this is coming from the party on there is only the choice between abortion or this cold, uncaring world that doesn't care and is never going to do anything to help you. They're winning on that front with so many people. And this conversation I had with my loved one put this in such a broad light for me. She is a well-educated woman. She is a caring woman. She does not believe in, in, in anything like a nine month old abortion in, in her eyes. That's how could you let that happen? That's murder in, in her eyes. So she is not one of these extremists. 
And she brought to this discussion, which is why Friday I want to have this talk, David, and partly inspired by your email about how we as, as Christians, or if you are not a Christian, how as we as conservatives who don't want to see abortion and we want to see it end, how we need to begin with ending the lies about the support that's available for people who have either had them, and this is a church issue, we need to be a place that says all sinners are welcome. Christ did not come to serve, as he said, doctors do not come to serve the healthy. Healthy people don't need doctors. He came to be amongst us, the sinners. He left heaven to come to be amongst us. There's everybody who walk into a church, everyone in here has sinned. And the left, the party has done a great job of making it seem that Christians have no, no regard for their own sin. And they're the perfect ones and we're the perfect ones. And we need to do a better job on that. We need to do a far better job of making sure that people understand that the alternatives are solid, that they're love-based. And in the thorny issue that we talked about, that of a woman being raped, having her choice, in fact, stolen from her or victim of incest stolen from, you know, having that, that, that freedom stolen from them. We need to be there in a constant and omnipresent mode of talking through love on this, talking to the reality of people who have lived through rape and the reality that God can take something terrible and make something great from it that we need to take the cases of young women or women who have survived, been, you know, survived um, a mother who was raped and chose life. We need to be the people promoting their life stories so that women who've been raped can say, yes, this was stolen from you. No one had the right to do that to you. No one ever had the right to put their hands on you in that way, or God forbid to put a body part in you. No one had the right to do that. And we're asking you to look into the faces of people who were the products of rape and they will be amongst the people who make sure there are fewer rapes. They will be amongst the people to make sure there are harsher sentences for men who would do that to people. They will be amongst the people who help solve the sin problem that leads to all of this. So that's coming up Friday. Another email from Richard. Dear Todd, I hear you often refer to the family of God. Not all of us are in the family of God. And I hope if you intend to continue to put God's word at the center, you will get God's word right. I'll keep listening and hope for a correction. Richard from South Carolina. Richard, thanks for the note. Um, what I have said, my friend, is that God wants his family reunited that the Lord seeks to have people be adopted back into his family. That there are people who have left the family, turned their back on the family. The very story of the prodigal son is allegorical to leaving the family of God, that God sits ready to have us back in his household, in his kingdom, because he is a Lord who is righteous and anxious to forgive and wants us back. And Richard, I am, I, I, if I've miscommunicated that, I'm going to apologize for miscommunicating it. But brother, I think I'm very, very clear on the fact that we're not all in the family. Because so many of us have not yet accepted the free gift. I sound frustrated by that response. I'm not. I'm smiling. I'm grinning in the studio. Want to know why? 
Brother, I love your passionate defense of the word of God. I love it so much. I'm so grateful that you took the time to write and to say that. And I would just beg you, when you listen to the program, if you think you heard something like that, I beg you just to use the rewind function if you're listening and a thing you can do that with and, and just check and make sure. But man, I appreciate you defending the word of God that way. All right, so that'll be coming up Friday. We appreciate you. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And as always, as always, let's all be right with God.